the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is another episode of The Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This is episode 356 for the week commencing Monday, the 2nd of November 2015. My name is Edwin Herbert. My co host for this episode is Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Howdy, hi. Hey, it's good to have you on the show once again. Uh, second time, if I remember rightly, since your trip overseas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, look, let's go straight into the stories and uh, and see what we've got. We've got a story on YouTube, Red, a story on uh, a particle accelerator that's being built in Asia and also a comet that has an interesting trail. We'll talk about that soon. First up, though, as I said, YouTube Red YouTube Red is effectively a subscription service that you can, if you live in the United States, that's available to you for $10 a month, I think it is. Yep. And what it does is it gets rid of the ads. Now, tell me, Brett, is there value in this or is it ad blockers all the way? Or just put up with the ads? Well, yeah, that is the that is the million-dollar question for this, isn't it? Is it worth it? And who is it worth it for? Because I've seen a lot of discussions on both sides of the argument for YouTube Red. Now, PewDiePie himself has come out with his take on why YouTube Red exists. And it is his um, his stance is that it's, it exists, has been created to uh, as an effort to counter ad blockers. So, uh, yeah, you can get everything without ads if you pay $10 a month. The people who use ad blockers um, will be going and scratching their heads going, well, why would I pay $10 a month when I'm already using ad blockers so I don't see ads anyway? YouTube Red tries to counter that with if you sign up to YouTube Red, you get a a bunch of other stuff as well, like your subscription to the Google Play. Mm. You get premium content on YouTube from, you know, created from some of YouTube's big stars, um, including PewDiePie. You also get a subscription to Google Play Music as part of YouTube Red. So they've they've tried to to entice, you know, throw Mm. some more carrots in there to make people want to, to sign up to it. But the vast majority of people I see who use ad blockers will just continue using ad blockers and save their ten dollars for you know coffee. Uh, or okay, else. so 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 the um, ad blocker users currently, Brett, won't use the service, is what you're saying. Who yeah, will? Or why will they need to? Yeah, um, so who, I, who, who it will be people who uh, who currently don't use ad blockers and would like to not have ads. Or people who want to um, get access, or you know, who might already have a subscription to Google Play and might want to combine them, or there might be subscribers who are fanatics about certain of the big YouTube celebrities and want to see what this exclusive content is. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and so they will they will sign up to to be able to view that. As a relatively prolific watcher of stuff on YouTube, I have to say I I don't ad block, but I don't find the ads 
I just ignore them. Basically, it, well, it's like, the it's like five but- seconds and, well, you know, it's five seconds and you click skip. And if it's not five seconds, then it's more like 30 seconds. But really, I, I can think of a dozen things that could occupy my time for 30 seconds and then I get to enjoy my YouTube clip and I don't have to do anything else. What um, do you do on those ones, Brett? On the ones that you can't skip, do you actually sit through them and watch them or do you mute them and go to a different tab and then come back? Yeah, I'll, I'll go to a different tab and come back. Or I will, you know, because I have multiple monitors and generally YouTube will be open on one and I'll be doing something else on the other. It'll be, oh, ads on, do whatever it is I'm doing on the other one. Another, you know, play another quick hand of um, Hearthstone and then flick back and watch what I was going to watch. So I don't see myself signing up to it, but I've also seen a lot of other comments around YouTube Red and what it is going to do to the smaller YouTube channels. Because with this, there won't be any ad revenue for them. From all of the people who sign up to YouTube Red, there'll be Mm. no ad revenue for all of those smaller channels. And will the the amount... Well, that's the thing. How is YouTube Red going to be divvying up this, divvying up the Mm. money? They're going to get $10 a month from from these different people, but how are Mm. they going to divvy that up amongst all of the different people, all of the different YouTube content subscribers? Is it going to be, you know, is it... Is the lion's share going to be going to the people who already get the lion's share of ad revenue? Because, you know, how much did PewDiePie declare from his YouTube revenue the past year? Wasn't it in over the $4 million mark or something? Was, was it that much? Wow. Yes, it was, it was, it was over the $4 million mark. That was his, that was his revenue from his YouTube. And, you know, he is like the pop star of YouTube. But still, the, the big names will probably get the lion's share of this. And the smaller guys will probably be getting shafted. Uh, would probably be getting more money under the regular ad revenue system. But obviously, YouTube has been looking at their metrics and going, well, okay, not a lot of the ads that get shown actually get followed up on. A lot of people are not buying stuff off of the adverts that are shown, either because they're blocking the ads or they're not blocking the ads. And I use finger quotes for that. They're more like I am, which is you just mentally block out the ad (laughs) or ignore the ad or you might Mm. find the ad mildly amusing if it is one of the particularly funny ones and you might go ah that's great uh and then watch the content you wanted but but it's not going to impact on you i don't buy stuff from youtube ads and none of those adverts have ever made me click follow up unless well a couple well None of them have made me click follow up onto anything that would be something that you would purchase. But I have followed up on some of the adverts for other channels, you know, other YouTube content providers. Oh, yes, where they, yep. you know, there's been a, a, a clip of one of the things that they've done as being the, the the ad, and I've gone. That's particularly funny. I might have a look and see if see if that person makes hilarious stuff. And you know, sometimes I follow that up, like the um, rather prolific one that uh, used to show up on all of my channels. I have no idea why, but um, I think it might be because I share internet with my flatmates, but I got lots of conversations with my two-year-old. 
which was hilarious. Oh, okay. Right. Mm. It's a particular, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They're, they're very well performed. It is uh, conversations with my two-year-old as acted by myself and another adult male. Oh, I see. Okay. So yep. the, the other, the other guy <laughs> is, is delivering the lines of the, of the two-year-old. Yeah. See, I've never found any of those acting ones. They don't appeal to me. Particularly funny, particularly very well done, and particularly funny because of the situations and the scenarios in it. Um, I like the impromptu stuff, like yes, for example. What's that one? That, that's the, that, that's kind of e, e, yes. Were, or you were you away? No, you can't have been away. Or maybe you were. You remember e, yes? The video of the the guy who uh, whose partner asks him, "What does if y e s spells yes? What does e y e s spell?" And and of course he's going like yes, but it's not yes, and he's it's getting eyes. really frustrated. It's eyes, yeah. And anyway, it, cut a long story short, the, the video went viral. They were close on a million views. This is in Auckland, yeah. uh, and uh, we interviewed them on the show. Maybe you were away at the time. Must anyway, so so that's, that's kind completely of completely past me. Yeah, you must have been away. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that that's kind of my humour, I guess. That that really raw, impromptu sort of stuff. Uh, some of the acting ones are, can be clever mm. and, and well, I, I think and, you know, this well made, particular but- one works because it is it's it's based off of actual conversation so it's based off of that entire yeah, yeah i understand so. yeah i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah. and it's just got this added extra and, element of humor of the fact that yeah. all of this conversation it, is coming out from a yeah. from a, a, a grown man currently yeah. wearing a Princess Unicorn T-shirt. Um, I, I know it's supposed <laughs> to be based off the off real conversations with a two-year-old, but I also question, you know, yeah, it's made for entertainment. How much of it actually is? Like, you know, when you listen to the breakfast well, show on the radio the, station, and they're broadcasting the two-year-old. The two-year-old and, and, oh, okay, all right. Well, that <laughs> might, okay, yeah. Anyway, don't. I'm just saying, don't believe everything you see on well, YouTube or everything you hear on radio. A lot of it's staged. Yes, even though it's made indeed. to, so, so there's a suggestion that it's real or, or whatnot. I don't know. Mm. I, I I don't know in this case. Doesn't make but, it any less funny. No, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, totally. Fair enough. <laughs> and that is the okay. So you this is entertainment, comedic entertainment. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, True. we digress. We are. Um, yeah. So YouTube Red, okay, ten dollars so a month. Red, it's going to be yeah. It will be interesting to see how it pays out to the little guys, the little YouTubers who are currently scraping by, making ends meet from their YouTube content and whether or not this makes it so that they can no longer scrape by. Well, you know, just going back to something we talked about earlier, who are the people that might buy into this? I I think there's one category there as well, and that is people who would be looking at Google Play Music uh, but haven't yet, and this may just be the if you like the tipping factor, it's like okay, yeah, well, I'll I'll subscribe now, and then I get this ad blocking, if you like, for free. Mm. It's the way they'll see it. Mm. Okay, moving along. Then uh, we all know that CERN has the world's largest particle accelerator. China has announced that it will be building what will become uh, the world's largest, seven times the energy, I believe. Uh, it's going to be ready by twenty. Uh, or no, sorry, construction will commence by twenty twenty. Indeed, or in twenty twenty, expect to finalize designs by the end of twenty sixteen. Yep, designs so this is next all year. in future. 
in the future, in theory. Um, but you know, but you know be, what they're saying though. You know? I, this is an interesting comment. They say that uh, this will be for the world to buy the world, not a Chinese one. And I think they're saying that because uh, you know people have interesting and different views on you know what China does and what China produces and who you know and how China plays on the world stage. And I, I think what they're trying to do here is to you know remove any doubt that this is you know this is going to be up there with with CERN and in fact you know surpass CERN's yep. and it's not just going to be a Chinese one this but is all we have an international is the one. comment of the director of the Institute of the High Energy Physics at the China Academy of Sciences and will he still be the director of the Institute of High Energy Physics at China, China Academy of Sciences in 2020 when they start construction or 2030 or whatever when they finish well, you know what, Brett, we have a lot gonna of... Who's going to be, who's we, gonna be getting... Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, we right have a now, lot of it watch. is all... It's, it's vaporware. Uh, it's all just up and it's all just talk and it's all speculation until they actually start building it and open it up to, you know, the, the science that is going to happen there and whatever international efforts are going to to go on to, to you know, queue up science to be done here. We won't know any of it and it is all just pie in the sky stuff um but i'm it optimistic is, about it it is, it is cool um because you know cern recently underwent a, a refit to boost its power um mm-hmm. but it, it's you know it will eventually hit the limit of what it is capable of doing yeah that's where this china definitely has the space uh to do it and the manpower to do it you know, we have a lot of watch the space stories, and this is definitely one of the longer ones. We're going to have to wait till 2020 before construction even begins. Mm. So this is definitely a uh, let's watch the space. But, you know, we're talking 15, uh, sorry, not 15, five years' time. So anyway, we'll leave that there, Brent, and I guess we'll have to, you know, revisit that in five years' time. If, Indeed. If we're still and New Zealand's longest some, tech, some, running tech podcast. Some final stuff. Or even, you know, end of next year when they're supposed to have final designs for it and hopefully mm. they'll put out those designs and we'll get some feedback from scientists and what they think, you know, that what they think of the designs, especially the CERN scientists, mm. get yep. their yep. opinion on the, the final designs for this China Collider. And yeah, what sort of science they reckon they could mm. squeeze out of it before we, we really know whether or not this is something that's going to you know, actually come to fruition and be useful and not be, you know, a, a massive folly. Yep. All right. Well, I don't have much else to add on that. So final story then, this is my kind of comet, one that trails a whole bunch of ethanol behind it. Yes, that's the same alcohol that you find in your, you know, beer and your wine and whatnot. At its peak, it was releasing the equivalent of up to 500 bottles of wine every second. Mm. Wow. Yeah, not even you could consume that amount. Oh, yeah, no, no, definitely not. (laughs) Enough to kill you many times over. But yeah, uh, isn't that kind of cool? Should we go there and uh, uh, get its alcohol? No, not not really. No, mm. no. Uh, Especially seeing as we had issues with the last thing we tried to smash into a comment. (laughs) We don't want to be bumping things into comments willy-nilly. Just so that you can mm. get a, you know, a glass of Comet beverage. 
<laughs> that would be cool. Imagine that though, selling that in the bars. Yeah, you wouldn't because it would be highly toxic. It would be a horrible witch's brew of all kinds of alcohols, both consumable oh, yeah, and no, non-consumable. You, no, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Carbohydrates, consumable, non-consumable, all kinds of toxic and corrosive organic compounds. Oh, no, you'd the, have to refine it. You'd have to, the, you the, know, the, extract yeah, the, the ethanol from, it would from be the rest disgusting. of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the, the, the really interesting thing about this um, comet is it just, you know, lends more and more evidence to the fact that we have complex organic molecules whizzing around space in, in comets and in various, you know, other encapsulated forms. And this kind of lens well, a little more, well, I wouldn't really say it does it lend evidence or weight to the, the theories that, you know, life on Earth didn't need to start from really basic molecules. It could have been seeded by more complex molecules being bombarded into us from different comets and stuff from the, the early creation of the solar system. So mm. that the, 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 you know, the, the, what do they call it? The primordial ooze that we came out of might not necessarily have had to form entirely on this planet. A lot of it might have been brought here and formed in interstellar space or in you know within our solar system's earliest moments was when all of the building blocks that created us the more complex building blocks the building blocks that created life were formed in space and then landed on the planet well, it'll be a more believable theory for me if uh, if we actually ever had signs of actual life out there. Uh, maybe it's to come. Maybe oh, it will yeah, never come. Yeah. Uh, give, our, we, <laughs> give Mars a little more time. You never know what is going to show up. We've already, yeah, now, I don't know. we've already now had confirmed evidence of, you know, of water. Water, water. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't know. I'm, we haven't I'm even a lot been more... able to see the water and analyze the water yet. So we don't know what sort of extremophiles might be living in that water. I'm a lot more pessimistic. And I, I think uh, perhaps I could be completely wrong, but I, I, I look, I think back to some of these boys annuals that I used to have when I was a child, but from a long time before me, from the 50s and 40s, talking about, you know, one day we might even go to the moon. What might we find there? We might find life, um, you know, in caves and so on. And you read this stuff and you laugh at it now. And I wonder whether the same is, is true for other parts of the universe, that we will laugh at ourselves now thinking, what were we thinking about life on Mars, life on Pluto, life on that distant star? Oh, I think it's, I think it's quite different than that. Because they were going based entirely on the knowledge they knew about the world. They knew nothing about further out. So they were just doing what, you know, most people do. Well, they no, Pluto was, discovered, Pluto was discovered in the 30s, if I remember right. They, they yeah. knew about... Yeah, but they didn't know about what was, you know, what the compositions of those places were, which is why people thought that you could, you know, maybe the moon was hollow and there might be people living within that, which was a big (laughs) science fiction thing in the early 30s, 40s. Mm. But we know significantly more about that now. We discovered new ways of determining chemical compositions of things remotely. And so we can see whether or not something is likely to have some sort of chemical, you know, 
properties on it or or not have chemical properties of the, the the object so we can tell if a planet is rocky or gaseous and that sort of stuff if it's circling another star we can make better estimations based on the evidence that we've collected from our numerous you know sojourns of probes around our own solar system and with our new research and the the new things that we're finding from all of the the probes and things that we're sending to mars we are learning new things every day uh what is on Mars? What is the composition of it like? How do these different things form? What are the different actions happening? And all of these things are translating into what we're looking at in other places as well. So we're going, well, we found this different this, this way that water is working on Mars. And they're now applying that thinking to the way that they think water is working in other parts. So we're constantly updating these things, Ed. So... I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's 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 something. I guess we we can continue to to explore. I uh, as I, I think say, we for will me, continue to for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting we will, for the we we whenever unless we have some miracle breakthrough in quantum's <laughs> in quantum entanglement or something in 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 physics, we're never going to be doing the whole sitting back and looking at other planets and things from here and and finding definite items we'll be sending out probes and doing more long-term sorts of things like that but within our own solar system we will be reaching further out putting more effort into discovering more about those different things Mm -hmm. and then kind of applying the learning to what we think we're learning from extrasolar planets so the bit that I found interesting about this was that it was uh, this particular comet was discovered by a French team, and of course the measurement of the amount of alcohol is uh, bottles of wine per second. Love it. Yep. <laughs> that was my takeaway from that. All well, right, Brett, is, look, that do you think that it is, could just be that the, the, the French team were specifically looking for a comet that had a good vintage? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Absolutely, maybe. That's going to be their next, uh, you know, um, flagship wine or something i don't know all right brett that's it uh we'll wrap it up there thank you very much for co-hosting episode 356 always a pleasure to ramble on about all kinds of inconsequential stuff hey it's what we do (laughs) it's it's, it's what we do it's what it's about all right thanks to all our listeners and we'll see you again next time till then have yourselves a fantastic week see you later goodbye bye-bye